what is eternity and what does the Bible have to say about it? Well, that's what we're going to consider for today. Uh, We're going to consider what the Bible says about eternity. Now, when you read the Bible, you see that the Bible uses the word eternal or eternity in two ways. It uses it in a modified sense and also an absolute sense. In in the modified sense, uh, it means a long and indefinite period of time. So we see this when we read Exodus chapter 12, verse 24. They observe the Passover feast forever. And also in the Bible, circumcision is called an eternal covenant. But these are eternal in that they are enforced throughout the Old Testament. In this sense, it means the entirety of the Old Testament. Another way the Bible uses the word eternal is to uh, signify and denote something that has a beginning, but that doesn't have an end. So who falls into that category? Well, all creation, right? Men and angels, uh, human, uh, humans and, and mankind. We all have a beginning, right? God created us during uh, the, the, the creation in the six days, but we have no end. We will all live forever. The question is where you will spend that eternity, either with God or apart from him. Either uh, you will have eternal life or eternal death, but you will be, live, and, and be forever. Now, that's the first way the Bible uses the word eternal. And the second way is in a strict and absolute sense. And in this way, the word eternal or eternity uh, signifies something that's infinite, with unlimited duration, without a beginning, without an end, without succession. And so in the strict and absolute sense, in this very sense, only God is eternal. So we know that God is without end. Psalm 102 verse 27 says, you are the same and your years have no end. So God is, is forever in that sense, right? He has no end. But the scriptures also say that God has no beginning. Psalm chapter 90 verse 2 says, before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. So God has no end, and he also has no beginning. In fact, the Bible uses the word eternity or everlasting or eternal as a name for God. Here are just four examples from Genesis chapter 21, verse 33. You can look that up on your own. You can also look up Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28, Romans chapter 16, verse 26, and 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17. Here we see in the scriptures that eternal, is a name for God. Everlasting is the name of God because he alone in the strict and absolute sense is the one who has this property, this attribute to him. And so since God is eternal, he transcends time. In other words, he's not affected by time. He affects time, but he's not affected by it. He doesn't age. He doesn't change. It doesn't, uh, he, he's not impatient in this way. Uh, Psalm chapter 90 verse 4 says, a thousand years in your sight, Lord, are but as yesterday when it is past and as a watch in the night. So this is just fascinating that all of history, the entire time of the entire world, its existence, and all time are right now to him. Everything, our past, our future, is present to him always. And there's a great comfort in this. You don't know what the future holds, but the Lord does. 
God is the creator. He is not a creature. He is eternal and he is not temporal. He can step into time when he wants without ever being affected by it or subject to its laws whenever he wants. Now, uh, the question is, why do we even consider this? Why even talk about the uh, what the Bible says about eternity? Is it that important? Well, first of all, it's because the Bible reveals it. If the Bible talks about it, then it's worth our consideration. And the second thing is that it's given as a warning and also as a comfort. The Bible just doesn't tell us things just randomly. It tells us things for a purpose. Now, it's given as a warning because it's showing us uh, what will happen. So 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 9 says this. As a warning, it says this. They will suffer, that is humans, they will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. So we will suffer an eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord. So the question is not whether unbelievers will uh, live forever, whether unbelievers are, are eternal as well in the modified sense. They are. Every human being you come into contact with will live forever. But the question is, will they live in the presence of the Lord and the glory of his might, or will they suffer uh, the punishment of eternal destruction away from the Lord? Now, that's how Scripture speaks of it as a warning. Now, as a comfort, this is what the Scriptures say. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17, it says, And so we will always be with the Lord. That this is the eternal presence uh, that we will have with the Lord and the Lord with us. And this is the great comfort, that the Lord who created us will never forsake us. And that the, the Christian who clings to the merits of Christ and believes in the Lord for his entire, uh, all of his righteousness, all of his justification, his salvation, who puts his trust and says, the Lord is the one who will save me from this body of death. You will always be with the Lord. And this is a great comfort. And this is the greatest joy that we have. So that's what the, 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 the Bible says about the eternity of God and the eternity of man and eternity in general. And there's that distinction that the scriptures make between a modified sense and the absolute sense. God alone is absolutely eternal. But we, as his creatures, are eternal in a modified sense. We have a beginning, but we will have no end. So we pray that we would be included in those who uh, will be with him forever. And we, we will be. Uh, for those who cling to the merits of Christ and and trust in him. All right. Uh, well, this concludes the, uh, the, the podcast for today. We will pick up another time with another topic. Take care.